Welcome back to the Leveling the Field podcast. This is your host, Tim Calise. And on today's episode, we're talking about how to make a fortune in times of change and three strategies to win in any changing market climate. Every business owner has had to face a changing market climate. The reality is, if you want to have a business that stands the test of time, you don't have the luxury of playing the game only when there's sunny skies out. There are going to be times where the clouds roll in and you're going to have to weather the storm. But no matter what, you always have an opportunity and actually in changing market climates, there's even greater of a chance of making a fortune. And I do believe that making a fortune in times of change is the greatest opportunity that any business owner has. So I want to talk about three strategies today to win in a changing market climate. As of the time that I'm recording this, we've come off of a couple of years of a little bit of a kind of a wonky time. Uh, We've had uh, in 2020, post-COVID, we had a lot of money that came into the market and fell into people's hands. We saw a lot of that be invested and with low interest rates that that really spurred uh, a lot of growth in and and what we're now seeing as inflation in uh, the equity markets, in the real estate market, etc. But as someone who has owned and operated businesses for 15 years now, I remember very vividly what it was like to manage through the 2008 crash and the times during COVID. So I want to talk about three key topics today about how to make a fortune in a changing market climate and three things that you need to do or should do uh, to make sure that you can take full advantage of the opportunities that will show themselves when things change. But before we dig in, I want to kind of talk about why I personally believe that changing market climates are the best opportunity for business owners. And the reason is, is when there is change, there is opportunity. I'll say that again. When there is change, there is opportunity. So what that means is when times are easy and people and companies are kind of floating through, they don't have the kind of top of mind awareness of attacking the weaknesses or going after opportunities. We've all heard the saying that when the tide goes out, you find out who's not wearing a bathing suit. And so a changing market climate is like that tide going out. It shows weaknesses. It show it uncovers opportunities that you as a business owner uh, who is prepared can take advantage of. So three big topics today. The first one is in a changing market climate, the first thing you want to do is you want to audit your industry. Second, you want to construct your cash flow. And third, you want to organize your opportunities. Uh, And this came for me to be very, very crystal clear. Uh, I remember reading, maybe it was even a decade or so ago, uh, a research report that said that 70 plus percent of, I think the number was about 70% of stock market returns were simply because of the industry 
that that stock was in. So to put that in crystal clear terms, 70% uh, of the returns of, say, an airline, like Southwest Airlines, 70% of the returns that Southwest Airlines uh, might have achieved was simply because it was an airline. So the industry that it was in. That leaves about 30% of the return to be due to something else. And I remember this research report said some version of of that 30%, that remaining 30, half of it was because people, uh, the management team kind of fell into uh, making a good decision or uh, kind of inherited uh, a good decision that was made by someone else. So we're going to call those people kind of lucky. Uh, so 70% of the return is due to simply the industry that the stock was in. Another 15% or so was due to quote unquote luck or the decision by somebody else, which means only 15% of the returns of a stock at that time were because of decisions made by that management team. And so I think that's really, really powerful because it shows that you need to both be very clear and aware of your industry because that has a huge impact on how you are going to perform over the course of time. Uh, to some extent, you know, the tide rises all boats, not to mix analogies, but the tide rises all boats means if you were a tech company in the late 90s, chances are you were able to make some money, whether you were good or not so good at what you were doing, just because the industry was growing so quickly. If you were in solar recently, if you were um, in electric cars, if you were in some of these kind of big social media, uh, if you were in some of these big kind of growing industries, you were able to take full advantage. Uh, and so I also look at this as you know a cautionary tale because how you define what industry you're in is incredibly important so as of the time I'm recording this uh, which is uh, early November 2022 you can look at an industry like fitness that's uh, an industry that I spend a lot of time in and I'll have a lot of clients in right now and you look at uh, a company like Planet Fitness low ticket uh, but very broad uh, very popular brand and the uh, also publicly traded and Planet Fitness stock went from a low of $33 a share in uh, during the times of COVID when there were lockdowns and things like that. So $33 a share. Uh, and in just a short couple of years has gone from $33 to a high of about $100 per share. So it went up effectively a triple uh, in, in a time where there was recovery coming out of COVID. So that would have been a great stock to buy and to own during that time. Now let's look at a similar quote-unquote fitness stock, and that could be Peloton. And Peloton went from a high of $163 a share post-COVID when, you know, there were because of the lockdowns, everybody was, you know, theoretically working out at home, and Peloton stock went through the roof. And as of the time of recording this, uh, basically early November 2022, has gone down to below $9 a share. So you would have lost 95% of your investment in a company like Peloton. So Peloton is ultimately a technology company. Uh, Planet Fitness is more of a traditional fitness company. But I mention it because defining what industry you are in matters a lot. And 
especially for management teams and for owners and founders, making sure you know what industry you're in is critical for the first thing that I mentioned earlier, which is audit your industry. When market climates change, you want to understand Am I going to be facing a tailwind, meaning am I going to be helped by the changing market climate, or am I going to be hurt like a headwind? Uh, for anybody who's ever done running or cycling, a headwind is pushing against you, preventing you from making progress. So in changing market climates, a great, or a, in a weak market climate, I should say, uh, a great place to be might be something like a repossession company coming out of good times, people get overextended, and repo companies by and large do very well during really tough economic times. So now you have a business that in theory, even though the outside economic forces are theoretically soft, you know, negative or, or weak uh, or challenging, you have a company that can arguably outperform. And for those that have spent some time in finance, this is what uh, is effectively termed as being kind of counter to or not correlated to the larger market. So something like repossessions might be a great place to be during a really tough economic climate. The next thing after that would be uh, things like uh, what they term consumer staples. These are things like groceries, things that you effectively buy no matter whether things are good or bad. There might be a little bit of a change, but they're things that are not uh, kind of elective. They're not optional. Uh, they're you know gas, things like that. The last category is what is termed as consumer discretionary. And discretionary means they are things that are purchased or higher you know, services that, were, that are taken advantage of during better market climates because that's where excess money typically flows. So understanding your industry matters a lot. So this also not only lays the foundation for am I in the right place to succeed in this current or new climate. But the second part of that is, are the returns that I'm getting, the performance that I've achieved in the recent past, is that because of my industry or is it because of me? I'm going to say that again. It's super important to have a very hard, transparent look at your business and say, the if even if you've been incredibly successful, uh, is the success attributed or because of me as the manager or the owner or CEO, or is it because of the industry that I was in? And understanding which one of those is true is really important because if your recent performance, successful performance was because of the industry, but then the industry doesn't perform as well in this new climate to come, then chances are you need to be prepared. So first, we're going to audit your industry. But we're also not passengers kind of on this, on this journey. So there are things that we can do to prepare for any market climate. So the second is to construct your cash flow. So that means in services, which is where I've spent most of my uh, my time recently and where most of my clients are, in personal services like gyms and fitness, uh, is to have an end-to-end -end solution for your client or your customer. So why that's relevant is because you want to make sure that there is no reason that they should go somewhere else to get part of what they're seeking 
that you should be providing. So an end-to-end -end solution to, to, in a fitness example, that would be if you are a traditional gym and you sell a membership and you don't offer things like accountability coaching or nutrition counseling or guidance, things like that, your client doesn't want to join a gym. They want to transform their body. And there are many ways and many kind of pieces to that puzzle. And you need to provide all of those pieces either in-house. And if you've identified a gap that you don't currently offer, partner with someone else to make sure that your client does not leave your facility to go and find those things. Don't have them go hire a nutritionist outside of you. Have a referral or a joint venture with a local nutritionist something along those lines. And so this matters a lot because you want to make sure that you are able to retain all of the clients that you have as the markets shift. So the second piece to that is if you do not currently have a recurring revenue component to your business, like a subscription, like a membership, you should seriously consider adding one and adding them quickly. And the reason for that is it allows you to have a little bit greater chance to weather the storm and have a buffer to cover things like operating expenses, paying your team, et cetera, et cetera, when things might soften. And lastly, be very cognizant of around cash flow is really just revenue minus expenses. And there's some other kind of investment pieces to it. But fundamentally, you can either increase your revenues and decrease your expenses or both. You increase your revenues by having a subscription or a membership. And a way to decrease your expenses is to look at making sure that you can drive as much margin as you can. And by decreasing those expenses, that's things like, you know, making sure that you automate uh, things that might be done manually right now using systems and platforms that allow you to cut down the amount of human hours it takes to deliver your service or your product using virtual assistants and uh, I've had great success uh, I've got a lot of folks reaching, reaching out to me around you know hiring really good US based uh, virtual assistants to help leverage their time so now is the time to cut all of the fat and get really really lean and efficient with your operation. And the last part to that is by having a very efficient uh, operation, it allows you to move to the third piece, which is to organize your opportunities. And with shifting markets, there are opportunities, and it is your job not to waste them. There will be, to use the old baseball analogy, there will be big fat pitches right down the middle of the plate, and you need to be ready to swing. And so a couple of things to think about there. The first is, and it's related to even your cash flow, is to be prepared to renegotiate with your vendors. During softening market climates, especially ones that if we do end up in a recession, whether we are or not is kind of irrelevant for the conversation right now, but uh, during times of weakness, inputs are on sale. That means typically labor and materials are on sale. So when things start, if they shift in that direction, you should be ready to renegotiate with your vendors, uh, make sure that you can bring your costs down, and you should do it proactively. You drill the well before you're thirsty, not when you are.
I'm going to say it again, you drill the well before you are thirsty. And that is super important as you're looking to make sure that you can weather any changing market climate. With any kind of financing or vendor relationships, lock in as low a rate as possible for as long as possible. Take those opportunities, whether it be real estate leases and other things. Uh, I remember uh, I signed my first gym real estate lease uh, in 2009, uh, and we locked in that rate for 10 years. So while when the market recovered, uh, we were probably paying less than half of market rate uh, for almost for a full decade. And then we had options on top of that. And the last thing I will mention related to this is as I started, which was fortunes are made in times of change. If you are able to do these things and do them well to be prepared for a weakening market climate, you will have the opportunity to acquire other companies. And those acquisitions can be competitors, they can be vendors, they can be suppliers, they can be upstream or downstream. There's all sorts of opportunities that will present themselves. And if you look at some of the most successful investors ever to walk the planet, many of them struck in times of change. And they built tremendous wealth based on you know, Warren Buffett, one of the most successful investors ever in the history of economic theory and, and investing. He jumps on opportunities during recessions. He's waiting for blood in the streets because he knows that's the best time to get in. So, uh, you know, this is something that... I believe really strongly in. Uh, I believe a lot of this information is also kind of out there if you want to go looking for it. Uh, but my role as I see it with my clients and just kind of my mission as a person is to help founder and CEO's dreams come true. And I do that through kind of taking all the knowledge and experience, the, the bumps and the bruises I've, I've acquired over the last 15 to 20 years and help CEOs and founders going forward avoid the pitfalls that are really, really costly in their business. Uh, and one way I do this is I do a weekly office hours, and I invite you, if you are not already signed up, uh, to get the information. Go to timcalise.com. That's T I M C A L I S E dot com slash office hours. It's a short form. Uh, we send out a reminder ahead of time uh, and we do those typically as of the time of this taping Thursdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time each week. So come bring your questions. If you have anything related to even the stuff we talked about uh, in this podcast, please bring those. If you have questions, we're happy to go deeper uh, during those office hours. Three steps that I encourage you to think about. First is auditing your industry. Make sure you're clear on what industry you are in, whether it be technology or fitness or marketing or services or whatever it might be. Are you so valuable that someone will give up some other expense in order to pay you? If you can be so valuable that someone will give up something else or they will not pay another bill to make sure they pay you, that is the best place to be. And you can do that through being incredibly valuable through a membership or a subscription with high margins. So you're constructing and being creative with how you are setting up your cash flow. And lastly, you do all that preparation to make sure that you can organize and be uh, ready to take advantage of opportunities that might present themselves. So uh, I, I leave you with, don't be fearful, be ready. 
uh, be ready at all times. I personally believe that readiness is the greatest thing that you can be right now. And it's in every market climate. Uh, but right now, especially, I think there's over the next 12 to probably 24, even 36 months, there's going to be a lot of opportunity for those that are ready. So remember, you can make a fortune in times of change with some preparation. So we hope to see you. I hope to see you on office on those office hours coming up. If you have any questions at all, let's schedule a free 15-minute call just to go deeper, see if I can help you. If I can't, maybe someone in my network can. I want you to win. I want you to be successful. A little bit of preparation now will go a long way towards making sure that you can make your fortune in the next time of change. See you guys next time.